The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Tuesday, August 8th. 2017. Listeners, please welcome fan favorite gay adult star, Mike Maverick. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome, man. You have been killing it, so it's awesome to have you on uh, to sort of chat with you about this great career that you're building in the industry. Yeah, it's very exciting, and uh, I'm meeting a lot of interesting and awesome people. That's good to hear, man. All right, so uh, let's start off with some stats. I always like to get physical stats and some you know, unique stats out the way, uh, fresh out the gate in these interviews. So let's start off with your height and weight. I am 5'11", 175 pounds. Trying to get myself up to 180 again. <laughs> What's your ethnic background? Uh, my father's African American and my mom is Caucasian. We're American. What's your zodiac sign? I am on the border of Aquarius and Pisces. Um, I'm the last day of Aquarius and day before Pisces. And how old are you? 25. Awesome. So before we get into our exclusive one-on-one with Papi Chulo interview, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. All right, Mike. So let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I am from um, a small beach town next to Atlantic City. That's in southern New Jersey. Um, The closest major city is Philadelphia. That's an hour drive, 40 minutes if you speed like I do. Well, there you go. Very nice growing up there. Very cool, man. What was life like yeah. for you growing up? What was uh, Little Mike Maverick like? I was a beach bum. I've never lived more than 15 minutes from a beach my whole life, um, and I'm trying to keep it that way. And I am extremely blessed and fortunate for that because um, I think it's just a very mellow and uh, positive and happy way to live. And I was just very thankful my parents um, did everything they could to give that to me. Awesome. Sounds fun, man. (laughs) Yeah. 
a lot of you know bonfires on the beach and outdoor sex and all that good stuff, which I'm sure happens everywhere, but definitely happens in the beach towns. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> when did you first realize your attraction to men? I always, I remember like the Backstreet Boys videos did something to me, and I was like, really, really I was like in, you know, my uh, early school then. Um, but I've I've always known. I'm pretty sure. As you were growing up, did you have uh, an official coming out moment? I did not. I told my close circle of friends one by one. Um, based on who I thought I could trust. And um, I eventually, like my parent, my mom asked me several times and I denied it. And then one day I, I finally said yes. And then she told my father and and then my aunt, which is all my immediate family. So um, I don't really, um, if I don't know somebody, I really don't bring it up. So like my close circle knew, my family knew, and that's all I cared about was just getting there approval let's talk a little bit about your life prior to entering the industry what was going on with your life before you decided to enter the porn game i was like a good boy i just i was a varsity rower in high school for four years and i have a strong math background and i just you know i did the i busted my butt and i made good friends and we hung out and i just had a really normal childhood i would say um yeah, it was great. All right, so let's transition into the start of your career in porn. How exactly did you get into the gay adult industry? I went to um, Rhode Island, P-Town, Pride. That was my first gay event, and it happened to be um, the parade. And it was really, really um, moving. Uh, you know, I was very young. I was around 18, and you know, and I just thought it was like a rite of passage. And I'm, ex I was exposed to uh, the gay lifestyle, and you know, all my LGBT friends and, and family were there, so it was awesome. And I, uh, I first started out um, with the Maverick Men Studio, and I met them at the parade, and so it kind of happened very naturally, very organically. They were very nice, and we like got drunk and. It was just, like, such a fun experience. I think I went for the weekend by myself right out of high school. And so it was very liberating. That's the word I would use. That's awesome, man. So yeah. I guess exactly how did you get into it? Was it just the connection with the Maverick Men and that's how your first scene came about? Or was your interaction with them something that sort of uh, opened the doors in your mind to, okay, this might be something that I want to try out? Yes, it was a very positive experience with them, and I feel like I, I got good vibes from them. They were very nice and professional, and I was also very, very inspired by their work. They get to just travel the world and have sex with beautiful men, and I, and they're and they have two of them, and they're you know they're such a, a powerhouse couple, and it was so inspiring to see as a as a young kid. Um, and I I think in the, this industry, it's a uh, big networking, so you you have to be likable. And so I think it was a snowball effect that, you know, once you start working, you're making friends, you're meeting, you're seeing how the business works inside and out, so then you can really uh, have a feel if it's for you or not. And that's kind of what happened. Okay, awesome. That's that's a very cool story about, like, how you got into the business. Yeah, I was, I was fortunate. It was a very uh, good experience in the big, you know, the whole time, and the, the first situation was good, too, so... Absolutely. We'll be getting into that in a moment. But right now I want to ask, how long in total have you been in the adult industry? Um, say, since about 2010. On and off, yep. Okay. About seven years. Awesome, and props. That's definitely Thank longevity. You. Prior to your interaction with the Maverick Men was porn something at all that had like crossed your mind as an experience that you had wanted to try um absolutely not I was uh I was like pretty vanilla as a child and, like videotaping myself having sex was never never crossed my mind and it was never um proposed to me either 
but I love trying new things, so <laughs> I tried that. <laughs> there you go, man. It ended up, ended up being fun. Let's talk about your porn name, because I feel like performers have to pick the right name, a name that suits them, a name that stands out, a name that's catchy to uh, potential fans and supporters. How did you come up with your porn name? Um, I just, I like the name Mike. I think it's a very adorable and likable name. I do think you need to have some sort of security and um, like a safeguard, so I, w I would never want to use my real name. Um, and then uh, I, I took the word Maverick. Um, the definition is to um, like be a nonconformist and you know swim against the stream of the other fish and kind of just chase your own dreams and do your own thing, even if you're, you know, even if people are raising an eyebrow to it. It's just a Maverick is to do your own thing, and I love that definition. That's who I am. I like it, man. I also love an alliterative name. Like alliteration is like awesome. So props. I love alliteration. I have a, whenever I hear it in a sentence, I like get like warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, <laughs> adorable! And uh, did it? Did I guess the experience at all with the Maverick Men also like help inspire you to take on the last name, or was it just pure coincidence? Why well, I, I googled what a Maverick was because I did not. I don't think I've, I've heard the word, but I wanted to... I, don't, I didn't really know what it meant before that. And I was like, oh, the, the Maverick Man, and the, the definition of Maverick, I love that. Like, uh, when the, I, I couldn't think of anything better if I tried. I love that word. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> awesome, man. Good choice. I think you made an awesome choice. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk about that first time on set what was that experience like for you were you nervous scared excited sort of like a mixture of all of the above it was very not it was very not scary because it wasn't a set it was um it was set up in uh their home so it was a very comfortable environment and it was it was it didn't feel i know i was so young it didn't feel like a job it just felt like but what i say about porn is i'm gonna do it anyway so it doesn't really make a difference that's kind of what it was. It was just something I was going to do anyway. Okay, awesome. Sounds cool. So it was very comfortable. It wasn't um, nerve-wracking because it was at a home. And uh, I guess, you know, the way that they do their style of porn, it's very, like, POV. So it's not like... Uh, there are that many cameras or that kind of stuff around or even that many individuals around, I would assume, right? Right. Okay, that's cool. That's nice that you had, like, your first experience was very smooth, basically. Yeah, it was fun because it was a new challenge. I had to learn how to cheat my body and um, expose what was happening to the camera at all times. So I got to see the artistic and directorial uh, perspective of it, which was awesome. And then, you know, you just get better with time. Absolutely, yeah. That makes sense. In practice. <laughs> yes. And you've had a lot of it because your career <laughs> has been skyrocketing, man. Yeah, uh, I was told by one director that, you know, you could be the hottest person in the world, but if your movies don't sell, you're not going to get called back. So, uh, I, every, every you know, gig I get, I'm very fortunate because that means that somebody's watching it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that you have been in the porn game, sort of like on and off. Uh, um, like, I'm kind of curious, like, what uh, had you sort of leave the industry and why did you keep on coming back, basically? I went to university in New Jersey and um, it was just so there was no time to travel. Um, because a lot of shoots are last minute, so I, I had a pick. I, I chose school to you know spend my time on, um, and that was that went on for about a year. It was the right decision, and I, I made. Uh, I had roommates, and it felt like a fraternity, but it wasn't a fraternity. And I got the college um, experience, which I think was it wasn't the most fun thing, but I think it was necessary, and it, it definitely thing it taught me things if I realized them or not. So yeah, I I, I focused on school for. Um, portions of my career. Okay. Props, man. Let's talk about the good and the bad about being on set. 
when you're on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Uh, turn on, I love like just being in front of the camera. It's such a beautiful feeling and view to see people at work, you know, set, set up for you. It's, a, it's very flattering. Um, and the one thing I don't like, um, I worked one, sh one shoot that was in a sauna and they turned it off. Uh, this was in San Francisco and it was, it was the most hot day ever. Cause like you're basically working out, you're fucking for hours. And even though they turned it off, it was still an enclosed space with the heat that was previously on, on top of all the equipment and the lights. And it was, you know, like four or five of us in there in that little space. It was brutal. So some of the sets can get very, very tight and very, very hot. And you need to, you know, be healthy and drink water and, and don't be afraid to take breaks. It's a job. <laughs> that was a tough day, but it came out good, the final product. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Um, definitely giving. Um, I think it comes across on camera that I love to do it because I do love to do it. I think there's an art form. I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's something people need to pick up and practice. Everybody thinks they can do it just because they have one or thinks they can do it just because they're not, and that's not necessarily true. I don't think I'm the best person in the world to do it, but I do, I take criticism. <laughs> if somebody tells me to do something, I'll, uh, you know, I'll make the change because I want to do a good job. In a scene, as far as rimming goes, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving? Same thing. I like to give. It turns me on actually the most to rim somebody with a big old bubble butt. That's my favorite. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? Um, I think flip-flopping. I think um, it's a. I think it's a, a good representation of uh, this fake relationship. You know, and I think that, you know, we're both men. We both have nice asses, nice holes. I think we, I, you should use everything. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position? And uh, does it differ from your favorite position off camera? I like to bottom. I'm like working on being a power bottom. Haven't gotten there yet. I have that, that pain threshold with the silicone lube I'm trying to work through. But I like to be on top and ride. That's my favorite. It feels the best um, off camera. Um, it is difficult to shoot on camera because it's a, it can be an awkward angle. But it's my favorite and, you know, it feels the best to me. So. And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the cum shot. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load and where's your favorite place to take a load? I like to shoot my load on my chest. Because uh, I usually will shoot behind my head. It usually shoots like you know to the, the wall behind me, and I like to come. I think on people's face. <laughs> I don't do that enough. I need to do that more. <laughs> we'll be talking about your cum shots in a moment. So, listeners, if you have <laughs> questions about that, you'll get your answers. But before we get into that, uh, something that's uh, really interesting that you've gotten the chance to experience uh, on camera is what I like to call a penetrative threesome, which is basically when it's three performers, uh, one is bottoming, another one is being verse, and another one is topping all at the same time. And you have been in in the middle. You've been the the one in the middle experiencing like being averse as in this like penetrative threesome. So are those fun for you to experience? And uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners that are tuning in they might have never had the chance to experience something like that. So is that like a fun position to shoot in? Absolutely. I think everyone needs to try it. But it's it's like a team effort. You need to be with the right people. And it's like spinning plates for the person in the middle. You have to, you can't move too much because, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's not a lot of, of leeway, especially on camera with the angles and trying to get it all. It is awkward, but it definitely is worth it. And it looks phenomenal on film. And the other big thing that they seem to be doing all the time in scenes, especially nowadays, is the act of double penetration. 
is that something that you're curious to try on film as a bottom or a top or both? Um, a top, it, it does not matter. I'm totally down for that. Um, I have did it in my personal life as a top. As a bottom, I don't I don't like to stretch my hole more than I need to. That's just a personal thing, so no, I wouldn't do that. Um, I maybe would, I would try it in uh, my personal life, but probably not. Okay. And you have not done a DP scene yet, correct? Nope. Okay. If you could cast your own DP scene, I guess as you as one of the tops, who would the other two performers be? I really... I was thinking uh, Tommy Defendi and Zeb Atlas. I think they're both really hot, and they're both very different looking. And so I like the the jock type, and then the alternative type, and then I think you bring them together, and it's, it's super super hot to get two different um, looks, if you will. So far, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Um been really lucky. I don't think I've had many bad ones. Um, I like really, uh, Ricky Larkin. He was very good looking. Um, Dennis West was really sweet. Um, who else? Hans Berlin. He was, uh, I think our scene came out really, really well. Yeah, those were really, really good ones. Who haven't you worked with yet that uh, you are looking forward to doing a scene with in the future? I really love uh, Gareth Brooks. I love his look. He's got like the dilf going on. <laughs> it's not an ageist joke, but he has got the most beautiful, veiny, thick cop, I think, in the industry. I think he is my favorite dick, and that's what I'm gunning for. <laughs> Who are some individuals in the industry? This can be individuals in front of the camera, or it can be individuals behind the camera that you look up to, whose career trajectory inspires you in your own. Um, just anybody who's not a drunken, sloppy mess, drug addict, you know, what a whore. You know, I'm not judging, but um, I I really um, appreciate and respect role models who you know, volunteer or, uh, you know, uh, condone safe sex uh, for their younger viewers. You know, once you're at an, a, a certain age, you can do whatever you want. I really am, um, I'm inspired by role models, and I hope to be one. And I think that no matter what job you're doing, you need to be one. And I think that's going to make the world a better place. And people need to uh, focus more on that. As your scenes have been released throughout the time that you have been in the industry. Are you the type of person that watches them and, and sort of uh, takes stuff from it and uh, uses it to grow maybe as a performer a bit? Or are you the type of person who avoids watching anything that he's in? Um, at the beginning, I definitely avoided it because it was awkward and I was just like, uh, I'm kind of a shy person and I think this job has made me less of a shy person, which is a good thing. Um, but no, I, if I checked it, if I trust my director who's shooting the scene, I will listen to their critiques and their uh, notes and, and things to do. Um, I have been at parties with people and they, they've asked to put it on. And I have no problem doing that. I've never sat there and watched one of mine beginning to end though. I have skimmed them to make sure to, you know, to do some homework, but mostly it's, I listen to, when, when we're shooting, that's when I make my changes, and that's when I'm doing my, my mental notes. I try to do that before the finished product. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the very first time? Mm. The first, um, I saw my dad's porn. He had this um, hente <laughs> straight oh, really? porn under his, under his bed, <laughs> and I was super young. I was like uh, around 10. You're like anime. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, a cartoon, but everybody's naked <laughs> and busty as hell. <laughs> That's the girls were squirting. That was, a, that was the first time I found out girls could squirt. I was like, holy shit, can I do that? <laughs> that is too funny, man. That it's is a unique way to watch porn for the first time. 
I mean, I think every kid snoops, and I think every parent has the, has the duty to really hide stuff from their children because <laughs> we're going to find it. <laughs> exactly. That's too funny, man. Well, right now it's time for the big question. Emphasis on big. It's a question that I'm sure a lot of your fans and supporters might be curious to know. How much is Mike Maverick packing? How big are you below the waist? I am just shy of eight inches. And I swear that my dick has gotten bigger since working in this job. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's like a muscle and the more you use it, or anyone, anyone who uses it a lot. <laughs> Some days I look down, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> That's too funny. Now let's talk about the cum shot, the pop shots, because your pop shots are infamous because you are like a volcano awaiting to erupt. So I've got to ask... Is this just something natural that's with you? Do you do anything in particular to prepare for the cum shots? Do you do a crap load of edging before a scene? What goes into creating the perfect Mike Maverick cum shot? <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, I got, I've been really lucky. It's just a, a natural thing that happens to me. I, I come a lot. Um, I think it has it maybe has to do with my diet uh, or something, you know, my genes. But I always, always, always come a lot, and I had no idea starting the job that that was so important and that was going to help, you know, uh, give me more fans. And I was like, oh, great! <laughs> I feel so awesome that you know something I have no control of is going to help me in this field. So right on. Um, yeah, I, um, I had. I, try to take my shoot seriously. I try not to have sex the day of and use the, the night before. And I think that um, helps. And that's it. Okay. So that's all the natural Mike Maverick essence, basically. Yes, yeah, all natural. So what I want to do now is to sort of shift gears a teeny tiny bit in the interview and talk about some of uh, the more serious uh, aspects of the business. And since we started off the interview by basically talking about your life prior to uh, joining the industry and your family in general. I'm curious to ask, does your family know about your career in the business? And if so, how do they feel about it? No, they don't know. I don't, uh, I'm not one of those people that needs to discuss everything with their parents or, or their family. Like if, if you do, that's cool for you, but there are some things that are just so awkward and uncomfortable to talk about. And you know, uh, I would support my kid if they did it, but I would also understand if they kept it from me. So I'm choosing it to keep it from them. I don't think they need to know every single dirty, or not that it's dirty, but you know, ask you know every single thing that's going on in my life. Are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Um, absolutely. People think that. Uh, I mean. I, it's all like hearsay. Nobody's really nobody's really blunt in the gay community. They're kind of just like they kind of like tiptoe around how they really feel. But I feel like people think that porn stars are undateable and um, have you know substance abuse problems, which is definitely true. But you can't blanket statement an entire group of people just like a race or you know anything you, or anybody in a career field. You know it's it's individual thing. It's you know one person at a time, their struggle, where they've started from to get work, you know, to where they are now. And I don't like people making presumptions about me, and I try not to do that about them, based on whatever it is. In your opinion, is there any competition among performers in the industry? Oh, yeah, the whole industry is very, very competitive. Um, especially with men, they, they want to be very macho. And, you know, that that is the type that sells um, a lot of the time um, if they're able to pull that off. So, you know, you have you have a lot of egomaniacs, unfortunately, and it's just, they're going to be real, knuckle, real knuckleheads. But, yeah, I'm like a quiet leader, I would say. So I kind of just, like, I go in, I do my work, and I go home. What's your opinion on gay-for-pay performers in the industry? Uh, I'm okay. I love that. Um... Yeah, a lot of the tops I work with are gay for pay, and they're just, like, the sweetest guys. They have girlfriends. They're actually, uh, 
they've been more pleasurable to work with. I've heard the opposite. I've heard they can be, uh, you know, worse performers and bigger divas. I've been lucky. The ones I work with have all been hot and professional and very chill. I'm, I'm very attracted to masculine energy and, and professionalism, and they seem to go hand in hand in my experience. What's your opinion on uh, beer bag porn in the industry? What's your take on uh, just beer bag in general? When I started porn, I don't, I don't remember anything about prep or about any kind of protection, um, you know, besides condom use. And so now the the act of you know the red, prep is so available to the LGBT community, and it's a real game changer for barebacking. Um, so I am I am open to doing it now, and I wasn't before. So, and you you know you make you get you get a lot more work basically if you're um, open to that. And uh, that's an individual choice. Uh, I don't really I personally don't think it matters when I'm watching something if I see a condom or not, but people do. So it's just a personal preference basically. Let's discuss romance and the industry. Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the gay adult industry? Absolutely. I basically can only date people that would be comfortable with me doing it um, because it's, it's just it's one of the jobs I'm doing right now and I don't plan to stop just yet. Um, you know, if I did love someone and they like begged me to stop, I would definitely consider... Um, yeah, there's a lot of factors and a lot of variables that come into it. Um, I understand like a jealousy thing, get, you know, coming up and, and not being fair to your partner. So a lot of porn stars would, you know, their uh, ideas would be to I'll date another porn star, but it, it's tricky, definitely. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm going to assume that you've dated both in and out of the industry. So, which is easier? Is it easier to date a fellow performer, or is it easier to date someone who's not involved in the industry but is uh, understanding of what you're doing? I actually don't really date. I think I'm too young, and I have I just need to work and focus on myself. So I have I, I do like the open thing where I, I like keep sleeping with the same um, couple people. And just, you know, like a friends with benefit kind of a thing. And it's just so much less drama. And I don't like the titles. And that's just what I prefer at this stage of my life. Okay, there you go. Keeps it simple. Mm-hmm. Shifting away from the serious questions, let's talk a little bit more about you, Mike Maverick. How often do you work out? And uh, do you consistently have to watch what you eat, especially when you know that you have a shoot coming up? Yeah, I love the outdoors. I just moved to California uh, to heighten that. You know, there's so many activities out here, and I'm very excited to have all that. Uh, I'm a big, uh, I love working out outside. If I can work out outside instead of a gym, I'm going to do that. Um, I think we're, you know, we're given this beautiful world, and we need to take good, and take advantage of it before it's too late. Um, I would say I work out uh, four or five times on a good week. Um, I do diet. I eat uh, you know, a lot of protein. Uh, I try to eat a vegan meal every day. I stay away from uh, white carbs, white flour, or white sugar. Um, I do like, you know, I'll get drunk and have some pizza too every now and then. I, I'm lucky with some good beans right now, which I also think I should take advantage of. <laughs> so I'm not able to. Uh, I can. I don't have to watch what I eat and work out and I won't show, but I, I want to get in the habit of eating healthy and it, it definitely puts me in a better mindset. And, uh, yeah, I take, like, a lot of vegan supplements and stuff like that. So, and I'm always researching. And um, out here in California, it seems to be uh, very popular, which is exciting. So you can, you know, share recipes with your friends and stuff like that. I love to cook. To shave or not to shave? That is the question. And uh, I'm talking about manscaping in general and also, of course, uh, hair down there. I personally like to keep, um, I, I don't grow like a lot, but I do like to keep a trim, um, most, more so on the front. Um, I don't care if my partner does or not. It does not matter to me. Um, it does bug me when somebody expects you to shave for a first date when you don't even know them. It, uh, I don't know why men are so entitled. 
<laughs> really annoying. But um, if it's for the scene, I, I have no problem doing it. Nobody's ever asked me to shave the first scene, thankfully. It's just more work. I don't, I'm pretty lazy. If I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it. I think uh, hair is fine. It's all about hygiene. If you've got a hygiene, you're not going to smell. And that's basically what it comes down to. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? I like my lips. I think they're very nicely shaped. <laughs> I put on lip balm before I go to sleep every night and sunscreen when I go to the beach. And I don't know. I like my lips. I like to kiss. Is Mike Maverick a good kisser? I've never heard a bad thing, so <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until I, I get a, a critique. All right, there you go. On the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Um, I would say my arms. I, I, work, I do a warm-up with um, push-ups and pull-ups every day because I'm insecure about my arms. I, I'm very attracted to huge, huge arms, and those are very hard to obtain for, for me and my genetics. So I work a little extra hard on those. We've discussed you and your scene work and uh, basically what you enjoy doing in your scenes. So I'm curious to pick your brain about your personal life. We've seen you so far be basically like a power verse in your scenes you top and you bottom you flip-flop and that kind of thing in your personal life would you say you are verse as well or do you lean one way or the other no i'm completely verse um i do get like a craving to do one more than the other but it's not a deal breaker um, i prefer to fool around with first guys i just feel like they're more mellow um and, and, and like say you're like going out for dinner one of you doesn't feel well it's not a big deal you can just you know flip positions and i don't like you know i don't like complications I, i'm completely versatile i love it love them. in your personal life do you get into any kinds of fetishes i don't i am actually like vanilla compared to a lot of my coworkers. <laughs> I'm open to like outdoor stuff. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I like, I, I'll do it at like a bathhouse and get watched. That's, that's like as far as I go, honestly. I just think, you know, when you're with somebody, that's enough for me. That's the kink. Let's go back in time. How and when did you lose your virginity? Oh, I I was having sex before I could come, <laughs> which just, uh, statistically I read is very common in minorities. <laughs> so I had the junk, I had the fever. I was I was messing around with kids at slumber parties and and like behind houses. And then I remember you know something coming out of my penis one day. And I was like, oh, this is what it's building up to. This is what's supposed to happen. It's game on from here. Uh, I can't give an exact age. I would say like seven or eight, some, you know, some are ridiculously young, probably too young. Um, but, you know, boys will be boys. Mike started young. I did. I had the fire in me. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's too funny. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of your experiences on set. What has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on set? I work with so many funny artists, and it was just so much banter and quips, and it was just, it, it makes me quicker, and I love it. Um, I'm trying to narrow, narrow down when I was really, really hysterical. Probably just like slipping on lube. You know, it, as long as nobody gets hurt, because, like, I, 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 me and my friends, we grew up watching porn bloopers. Like, those are so funny to us. So it is, and it, when you're in the middle of this, like, hot and steamy uh, encounter with your the other model and your partner, and then somebody, like, makes, like, a farting noise back accident with, you know, rubbing together, or, like, you know, you slip and you, like, fall on each other, and it's, it's very organic, and it's very cute, and, like, you don't, you can't help but to laugh, you know, as long as nobody gets hurt, so... Whenever stuff like that happens, it's really fun. It, and it, it makes, uh, it, if somebody's nervous, it, it kind of um, gets rid of that 
those nerves. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on a porn set? Um, definitely not cleaning out good enough. Um, it's very embarrassing. That doesn't happen to me very often. And, you know, it's kind of a learning experience when it does happen. I'm like, oh, I need to learn from this about what I ate and how I cleaned and make sure, um, you know, it doesn't happen again. And that's just a part of life. But it's not, you know, it's, it's embarrassing for me, honestly. Mike Maverick, you took your co-star to the chocolate factory? <laughs> um, Like once or twice. <laughs> Very rare. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what has been one of the craziest things that you've ever done in a scene? Something where, you know, once they yelled cut and the camera was turned off, you were like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. In Atlanta, Georgia, they had me jerking off this hot guy in a public park, and there were kids in the background, and the kids are in the frame. <laughs> And that was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> um, it, you know, ended up, the, the kids obviously couldn't, couldn't see in the scene about being hot. I was like a football college guy. Um, it was just the first, it was, I think it was out in public was the website. And I think it was like the first time I'd done a public sex. And it was on camera. So it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. And it was actually fun. It was just like, I was, I was like, what am I doing? This is crazy. I never thought I would do this. That's too funny. That website, I mean, it really was like an exhibitionist or even a voyeur's like fantasy oh, yeah. come it's to real. life. I I thought growing up it was fake and, the, and they were all friends of the, the porn stars and directors, uh, but no, it was 100% real the one I did. <laughs> That's insane, man. That's insane. And mm-hmm. like... Were there ever moments where, I guess, you know, they were like, cut, 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 you know, someone's coming, someone's coming, or something like that? Oh, yeah, they had a gay mafia that would uh, work as our bodyguard slash the lookout, and they set a perimeter with their bodies, and then, because they were the lookouts, and then we shot inside of them, you know, as quickly and, uh, you know, efficiently as possible. It was legit. (laughs) That's crazy, man. What an experience. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was fun. It's adrenaline rush, and it's it's what I sign up for, honestly. Like, you know, you can't write that kind of stuff, and you just have to go with it, and nobody's getting hurt, so it's, it's all good. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Mike Maverick. I am obsessed with, uh, I call myself a gore hound. I love violence. Violent movies, horror movies, action, and video games like Resident Evil, all that, all that stuff. I like people being dismembered. I like the Mortal Kombat fatalities. I'll watch a compilation of that. Um, it's my week. It comes me. <laughs> I absolutely love watching you know, torture. <laughs> Just horror movies is my favorite. I've seen so many. Did you say it helps you sleep? It doesn't help me sleep. I mean, maybe it does. Because I find myself, like, lying in bed, like, decompressing. Like, a lot of people watch trash TV. Like, that's trash TV for me. That is just, I get, I, uh, I forget everything else in the world, and I, I, I'm, like, so involved in that stuff. Because it's so surreal, um, you know. And I don't glorify all these, these movies they're making about serial killers and, and the real tragedies that people have been through and making money off of that. I don't agree with those, but I'm completely okay with science fiction. I love it. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. 10 words or less. Speak softly and carry a big stick. I love oh, that expression gosh. and I try to I try to lead their action. <laughs> I think more people need to do that. I like it. He took instead it back to the old school. Their, instead of tweeting all their political views, they need to go out and march and volunteer, which I, I, I'm included in that. I need to step it up. I like it. You took it back to the old school, Mike Maverick. Action speak louder than words. Absolutely. That is true. (laughs) That's true, man. I like it. 
Alright, so as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. And the first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Five television shows. I love Family Guy. Um, I don't watch too much television. Um, I like to show Weeds. I was really obsessed with that. Um, American Horror Story. That's a really good one. Um, two more. Oh, I like Naked and Afraid. Uh, it's my obsession. I could watch that all day long. And um, probably South Park, that's like a good go to if nothing else is on. I'm never just I'm never let down by South Park. I love the, the Parkers. <laughs> Who are four of your all time favorite music artists? Um music artists. I like Janet Jackson. I like Lady Gaga. I like Re- Rebecca and Fiona. Um, and um, Tom Starr. He's a DJ, and he his music is so beautiful. His beats are phenomenal. What are three of your most favorite films? Three favorite films. Um, I really like Prometheus, um, House of a Thousand Corpses with Rob Zombie, that's a, a, a classic, um, and what else, uh, let's see, uh, the Friday the 13th remake, that was a good one too, that was very entertaining, <laughs> love dismembering. Yes. <laughs> oh, Mike. That's so good. You calmed me. Aw. That's uh, morbidly <laughs> adorable. Right. That's what I'm going for. What are two foods you can't live without? Um, almond milk. I think it's the most delicious thing in the world. I'm so glad that that's a craze and it's everywhere. Um, and... I think, like, buffalo wings. Like, that's a great cheat day. Go out and get junk and have some wings with your friends. Like, that's the best. I think it's very American. I'm sure they're terrible for you, but they make me happy. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Um, There's so many. Um, I guess, like, potato chips. I like the satisfying crunch and saltiness. <laughs> and it's hard, to, it's hard to find a healthy potato chip. There's not many. That tastes good. What's next for Mike Maverick? What can the listeners and your fans expect from you in the near future? I want to just... I want more storylines because I, I love over-the-top. You know, if I could do some sci-fi, horror, porn... I will be a happy camper. That's my, that's my goal. <laughs> like a like a B horror movie where everybody's hot and they start boning and then they get killed. But that's that's what I want. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I'm easy. It's not complicated. I like it. We're gonna need to <laughs> uh, call up Bruce LaBruce and have him do a sequel to uh, LA Zombie. Exactly. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the goodies? I'm on Twitter at TripleXMikeMaverick. Um, my email's on there. Uh, my Instagram is MaverickMike. And I'm very active on those. Um, Snapchat as well as MaverickMike. Awesome, man. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters? Um, no, I'm just glad that um, we're uh, 
that hopefully the world is becoming more progressive and that people are, um, are not stigmatizing porn stars as much as they used to. And because I know so many that have PhDs and have four of the jobs and are hustlers. And I know a lot of scumbags that do it too. And like any job, there's the good and the bad. And we need to stop the blanket statements and we need to stop, you know, you know, judging based on jobs and, you know, first impressions. You need to get to know somebody before you can judge them properly. <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, I certainly appreciate you so much for doing this interview, Mike. I have to thank you so much for the interview. Thank you, buddy. It was my first one, and um, it was awesome. You're very, I was very appreciative of this. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that we could be, uh, like, the home, basically, for your first interview. I think that's fantastic. And certainly the door is open for more. Whenever you want to come back and update the listeners and your fans on what you've been up to, uh, the door is open, basically. That's awesome. Uh, we'll do it. That's cool. Awesome, man. Well, listeners i also want to thank you for tuning into one-on-one with poppy chulo once again here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us thank you for downloading one-on-one with poppy chulo here are a few helpful reminders for more information on one-on-one with poppy chulo visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Mike Maverick and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, y'all. Mike Maverick out. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>